0: account Calvary. those arms that never move as far as um, out from underneath us. They, Jesus don't ever go, nope, I'm not holding you no more. He's always there. And if you try to move, he's trying to move to keep you in. I, I, I think about it, uh, I don't know, I can remember one time I uh, was in an area where there's a bunch of little chicks, little bitty old chickens, and I mean they was running everywhere, you do everything you can, you'd throw a an arm out, try to push them back, or your foot, or, you know, boxes, they, everything they could just to kind of corral them chicks and get them in the right spot, It's the way the Lord is with you and I, he's constantly trying to keep us in the right spot, and he's reaching down, every so often though, if you, you know, one would get out, get trampled, some would happen to, and, uh, you know, it's not God's desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we ought to work hard to uh, stay right there in his arms uh, this morning. Uh, Be much in prayer for all those on our prayer request, whether Mike has his surgery coming up the 6th, 8th, uh, the 8th of next month, so do remember that. Uh, In your prayers, Netta has her test on her bladder, the 13th, and then she's also got another one on Tuesday. Uh, Before that, it's not the fun ones either, uh, so, anyways, remember her. Monday will be a rough day for her as she preps. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, remember her in your prayers as well. Uh, again, all those on our prayer request list that have been sick, those who had loved ones pass away. Any others you want to call by name this morning? surgery
1: came home last
0: Wednesday Praise the Lord for answering prayers for Lisa. To my checkup on my bladder, and I got a good report. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Don't forget to remember Timothy King in your prayers.
1: There's a young man that lives next door to me that is supposed to have surgery on his hip this next month, and he he needs the Lord very bad. He's a
0: drinker. Remember that. <coughs> definitely need to remember the lost. Remember Jesse. Anybody else? More
1: distractions
0: you know that's the reason why a lot of folks aren't in church today is they're distracted the devil will provide it you heard the old song excuses excuses you'll hear them every day the devil will provide them if from church you'll stay away and that's true because if you come to church you hear the word if you hear the word you got an opportunity of salvation I mean that's the way the Bible puts it so remember that Anybody else? Unspoken this morning. Amen. Stand with us. Let's go, Lord, in prayer for us to come forth, Father, we do thank you today, and we love you, Lord. We're so grateful to be in your house this morning. Thankful, Father, for each and everybody who's here. And, Lord, we know we've kind of had a rough start, but, dear God, how we start is not how we finish, Lord, necessarily. So we're praying, dear God, that you'll give us a great finish. Lord, help us today to magnify your name and hold tight to you. Dear God, help us not to be distracted, Lord. We can even be in your house, dear God, and be distracted. So help us, Lord, not to be distracted. Dear God, I pray, Father, today help others to realize the distraction that they have and they'll realize their need for you, dear God, and then the need to be in your house serving you and praising you, Lord. Touch, dear God, these needs that we brought before you, spoken and unspoken, dear God. We pray, dear God, thank you so much. For the blessings and the praise reports that we get lord now i just ask you today bless the offering that it be used for thy glory hold us close and keep us safe and we'll give you praise in jesus holy
1: name In amen amen, amen.
0: We're going to do what? A meeting in the air. there and it says uh, crippled lives are also sad to see and it does break our hearts when we see folks in that condition but I was thinking about my little nephew Lucas I just when I think about him sometimes it just there's just something about it daddy stepped on his head when he was born a little baby not long after he was born because he wouldn't quit crying. I reckon they should have checked to see if his diaper needed to be changed. Maybe he was hungry. Maybe he was fussing because he had an upset stomach. You know, maybe colic was around. I don't know why he was crying. But no matter why he was crying, it wasn't worth stepping on his head. Amen. They crushed his skull and his crippled him. He, he don't walk, you know, he's uh, don't talk per se, you know, like you and I. Uh, but the other night, my sister-in-law, her that's her grandson, um, he was over at their house and they posted a video and I was watching my brother, Gary, that's his pappy. And he was sneaking up behind him and he's giving him a hard time and Lucas, I mean, that boy is just cracking up, laughing. I mean, he's going crazy nuts. He can't get up and run away from him, so he just kind of balls up, and he starts throwing his head one way and his head the other way, and his hand is crippled up, but he's throwing it up. He's trying to block Pappy from getting him. But he's laughing. I mean, and I couldn't help it. I was watching him do that on the video, and it was silent. And then I turned on the sound and I mean to tell you, you couldn't have got more joy coming out of a little one than what he was giving out. You know, he may be crippled up in body, but he ain't crippled in heart. He still understands and he still perceives and there's things that I know that he don't think like you and I do. Praise be to God in that aspect. But, but he has such joy and he brings such joy To people's lives, I thought about that song. One of these days, we're going to see him in heaven, and that old body that he has right now, that's crippled up, ain't going to be crippled up no more. But you know what? The joy that he has and the love that he has, it'll just be magnified more. And so, why we think about that song? What a meeting in the air! Everybody you know down here who goes to heaven, although they may have a crippled body or, or something else, when you see them in heaven, they won't be nothing crippled. There ain't nothing in heaven crippled. Matter of fact, you know what? All of our scars will be gone, and the only scars in heaven will be on the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, just a reminder of what he's done for you and I. And when we get there, we'll praise him all the more because he done it. More than what we praise him down here, we ought to get warmed up down here, praising him yeah. for what he's done. Brother Don, I want you to sing a song for me this morning. And, uh, but uh, a house of gold. Yeah, I'd rather live in a deep, dark cave. You got my phone on?
1: Three. Redeeming love.
0: Isaiah 49. Scar, pardon me, Isaiah 43. Isaiah chapter 43. We know this chapter. We know the verses in this chapter. We've been here many times before. We're going to go back here again this morning, so stand with us, Isaiah chapter 43. I'm going to skip the first verses. I'm going to skip down, if you would, all the way to verse 11, and then we'll cover back up and we'll get a few more as time permits. Verse 11 says this, I, even I, and the lord and beside me there is no savior you get that this morning in the old testament there is no savior beside him father this morning we thank you lord and we praise you and we ask you father help us today do your will praise and worship your name in jesus name we ask and amen man you may be seated this morning Outside of God, there is no way of salvation. Jesus Christ, we know the Bible says that he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me, and no man cometh unto the Father except he draw them. And if you look at this this morning, or no man cometh unto the Son except he draw them, the Father draws them. So Jesus Christ, God, the Father, the Holy Ghost, are the only way of our salvation today. If you go back into verse 1, you begin to read this, and we, like I said, we've been here many times before. But I want you to understand this morning in reading this, it is not a simplicity of thing. It is God telling his children just exactly how important they are unto him. Let me grab this. But God is telling his children just exactly how important they are to him and what they mean to him and what he's going to do for them and for you and I. And if we will stop to think about it this morning and read these words in a way that... That is different from just reading the bible because sometimes i think we just read the bible i know i do sometimes i'm just reading through there and maybe i get carried away in reading and trying to see if i can read it and get through the words and pronounce things and i lose sight of what's actually being said there uh, but god is telling his people something very important because and look at this very carefully in verse 11 and again we'll get back to this in a minute He said, I, even I, the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. If you jump over to verse 25, it says this, I, even I, and he he that blotteth out thy transgressions from my own sake and will not remember thy sins. God is telling them that he is the savior and there's no other way of salvation outside of him in verse 11. And in verse 25, he's telling them that it is he that blotteth out their transgressions for his own sake. In other words, because he loves us. And he says, and will remember not thy uh, thy sin. God is going to do away with the transgressions he's not going to remember the sin why because he is our savior and if we put our faith in our trust in him and we receive salvation uh, friend, listen to me. It's not a simple washing away. It's a doing away with our sins so that they're not brought up any longer against us according to God. God's not going to bring them up. Now, the devil will try everything he can to remind you of your sins, but I would like to say this morning, it, it has been said hundreds of times, thousands of times, when the devil tries to tell you about your past, you just tell him about his future. And realize this, his future is is bleak. Your past is forgiven. There's a great big difference in the two. So when you go back to verse 1, he says, But now thus saith the Lord, that created thee. Now stop right there for the first thought. He does address this and he says, Oh, Jacob, but remember, God created you and I as well. The Bible tells us that he formed us. He's the one who allowed us to be. He's the one who allowed us to come into existence. He he is the one who did everything that needed to be done. In the beginning, when he created man, he created, and I spoke on this Wednesday night, uh, but he created us in his likeness and in his image. He fashioned and formed us because God wanted us to be what God wanted us to be. And if we don't do that, church, we're going against the will of God. We're fighting, but he said that formed thee, O Jacob. Excuse me, that created thee, O Jacob. He that formed thee, O Israel. We jump from a person to a people. And I know that Jacob's name was changed to Israel, but I want you to understand that God is talking to them, and he's talking to Jacob, and he's talking to Israel, the people. He's saying, listen, it's not just an individual, but it's a whole nation. And if it's a whole nation, then it's a whole lot of people. Not just one. Reminding you and I that he's done this, and we'll get into this a little bit further. He says, Fear not. Fear not. Another's fought all by itself there as you look at the colon at the end of it that says, Stop. This can stand alone by itself in this verse of Scripture. Fear not. Why should I not fear? Well, it's God who's got my plan laid out. If I follow the plan of God, I'm going to be alright. Though I die, I will still be alive and well in God. I will be risen up. It's kind of like this. And I had Brother Don sing that song because listen, if, if we have redeeming love in our lives, we've got a place better than any place down here. And I would rather have God and have Jesus and know the Holy Ghost presence in my life than to have anything else. We've got to get our minds and our hearts set to that church because listen to me, just kind of like what we said this morning, the distractions in the world are just that. They're distracting us from doing the will of God. They're distracting us from understanding the will of God. They're distracting us from living in the presence of the power of God and they're causing us to fear because we're distracted from the one who has everything in the control. Amen. So he says, fear not for I have redeemed thee I have called thee by thy name thou art mine Now now let me just say this this morning Not everybody in Israel is saved will go to heaven or say we got saved or trusted in God and went to heaven there were some of them who didn't believe God sent them down to hell he had to but but listen, he is the one who's redeemed them. He's the one who brought them out of Egypt. He's the one who brought them across the Red Sea. He was the one going before them fighting in battle. He was the one that got them got them through places where the enemy was stronger, greater, and more powerful and mightier than they were. He was the one who done all of that and what he's trying to being in the hand of God, doing the will of God, going the way of God, knowing that God's got it all under control because listen to me, you might go well brother, I don't understand listen, I don't understand but I'm not worried about it I'm not the one driving the bus Amen I spent two weeks over in Europe back in the 80's back around 87 between 87 and 88 now now, I'm going to be honest with you I know nothing about Europe. Other than what I seen, I couldn't have got from point A to point B if you if you'd have me. Listen, I'd have been on the wrong side of the road. I'd have gone down the wrong road. I'd have been confused by what side the bus driver sat on. I mean, there's all kinds. Of, I couldn't read the signs. Wouldn't have made the sense in the world to me anyway. You could have said, "Follow this map, and I I, I wouldn't have been able. To, I couldn't understand. But listen to me very carefully. I rode in the back of that bus I fell asleep and I fell asleep as the driver was going I don't know how fast we were going I don't know how many cars we took I don't know where we listen I wasn't worried about it I wasn't the driver I didn't know but he did and we got from the airport to the place we were staying and it was all fine and every morning we'd get up and we'd get on the bus and he would drive us somewhere else and set us out there we got off the bus to do what we were doing because we always come back to the same place to get on the bus to trust the driver to go to the next place. Well, God's got things for us to do in life. Good news is God doesn't leave us and come back to us later. But we got to trust that where he puts us is where we need to be and do what he would have us to do. Why? Because God has a plan laid out. He has fashioned and formed it. And we don't need to be afraid. Instead, we need to be obedient because he alone is our savior. He alone is the one who redeemed us, who forgives us, and does away with our sin. And no matter what the devil says, no matter what the world says, God is still the ultimate authority, judge, and end all. He told them, remember when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. We forget that. You know, there's something, it's like I said Wednesday night, and I said last Sunday, and people talking about what the signs, what's happening, and and people are trying to make money off of this deal even. They're, They're doing all kinds of things. Listen to me very carefully. Jesus in the book of Matthew, and I didn't mean to go down there this morning, but in Matthew 24, he said, when you see all these things come to pass, don't worry about it. Don't listen to them. Just keep your eyes on me. This world is doing what this world is doing. And I mean to tell you, you'll get distracted. But can I tell you the Bible is also true because as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. We are living in a time when church, there's few and fewer people being saved. There's few and fewer few people who want to serve God, follow God, love God, honor God, work by God. There are few people who even care what God says. Can you imagine being here on the day and when there's only eight people who'd be willing to get on the ark? That's something to think about, church. How vile and wicked was the world in the day of Noah? That only eight people in the area where he was. And I I cannot, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't believe he was living by himself in the middle of nowhere and nobody knew what was going on. There was people around there who knew what was going on, but they did not care. Why? Because they did not believe. And church, we're living in a day and hour when people do not believe Rather believe a lie and be damned than to believe the truth and go to heaven, and they love the lies instead of the truth. And yet God said, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. When thou through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire. Thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And and listen to me very carefully. Daniel's just down the road a little ways here. But can I tell you. And what God said for them there still applies to you and I today. Because listen. If the fire kills me. It did not kindle upon me. Because I went to heaven. I'll be there just as sure as I'm looking at you this morning. I believe that with all of my heart because Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. What he did, he did right. I hold to that, trust in that, and believe in that. And when I mess up, I confess up so God will lift me up and I can go up. I'm just telling you, church, don't lay there in Molygrove the and, and just let the devil beat you to pieces and tell you how miserable you are, and how bad you are, and how wicked you are. Listen to me carefully. If you're living a sinful, wicked life, get right with God this morning, accept Jesus Christ, repent, get things straightened up, and then tell the devil to shut up because you're going up and he's going down. One of these days you and I will rejoice and he will be well. Can I tell you something this morning? There's something beautiful about this. And this kind of didn't mean to go down this road all this way. But but in heaven, the Bible says that we will gather around the throne of God. Gather. You know those songs, shall we gather at the river? Think about it. We're going to gather at the river one day. But we'll gather And we will be before the throne of God and we will worship day and night. In heaven you will know as you are known, which means that you will see people. And you will converse with people. I don't know how all that's going to work out, but but listen to me carefully. There's something there that is just beyond our expectations and beyond our comprehension. Because it even says the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. a man and people will go in and out and, and there is just there's something about this is great but can I tell you something about hell in hell there's isolation you never read in hell where you're going to be comforted by your neighbor where they're going to just ignore what's going on and have a party the Bible says there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in hell there's no comfort Heaven, there's no need of comfort. Big difference there, isn't there? Down here, you and I as Christians should comfort one another. We should exhort one another. We should help one another, encourage one another. The Bible talks about how that we should gather together with one another and and help one another see that this old world may be going down and everything's changing, but God's still in control. God's still on the throne. There ain't no need to worry about it. Fear not. He's still at the helm. In hell, though, there's none of that. Ain't no comfort, ain't no hope, ain't no joy. And your neighbor can't come by there and say, you know what, it's going to be all right because your neighbor's going to be weeping and wailing and have gnashing of teeth. And I don't know if you'll even see your neighbor. It's utter darkness, utter darkness. You've heard me say this before. You don't know what darkness is until you've been in that gym over there at night in that room we had and there ain't no window there and there ain't no lights on. You can't see the hand in front of your face. If you've been in a place like that, then you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you something. The first time we spent over there, I still remember this to this day. The first night we did that and I shut that light off and I mean to tell you, I could not see. I literally did. I held my hand up close to my face even almost... I touched my note. I could not see it. And I said, We got to get a light. You know what happens in the utter darkness? You hear things that ain't there. Your mind will put things in there. From that time on, we had a light somewhere. I think we turned the kitchen light on, pulled the door to. There's a little crack there. You can see the light. I mean, we, we have night light. We got a night light. Yeah, brother. Are brother you scared of the dark? I'm scared of that much dark. But in heaven, you don't have to worry about that. But in hell, it's so dark you can't see your neighbor. But you can see in heaven, and you see all the joys and the peace and the comfort and the love and everything that's going on up there, and you can't do nothing about it because you're isolated, you're separated. There's no change in that. In heaven, there is no isolation. Just think about these for a minute. He goes on and he says this in verse three. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave thee for thy ransom, Ethiopian, Sheba for thee. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not. Here we go again. Fear not. I'm with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the end of the earth. Now listen to this. Here's the verse I wanted to get to this morning in a way. He said, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. when when we get to verse 7, do you realize this? God stops talking solely to Jacob. God stops talking solely to Israel. And God starts talking to everybody who put their faith and their trust in Him. He said, in everyone where I put my name. Revelations talks about them that love the Lord, that they've got His name written upon their forehead. You take the mark of the beast, you get a 666, a big sore. I don't know what it's going to be, but but, but you're going to get something ugly. But, but you take Jesus Christ and you get the name of God written upon your forehead. There's something beautiful about that, church. I'd rather have that than a crown of gold. I'm just telling you. People focus on so many things, but the truth of the matter is this. At the end of this life, don't be afraid of anybody here. Don't be afraid of anybody out there. Don't be afraid of anything or anyone. Fear God and let God take control of it. The nation of Israel cowered before Goliath. David killed him because God directed a stone and then gave David the ability to get his sword and take his head off. When when you think about David's mighty men, when they went into battle, they went into battle not of themselves, but with God. And the Bible says, and God brought a great victory. God brought a great victory. God brought the victory. It's it's God who done all these things. We can look at Samson and everything that he did, but do you realize this? When Samson was in obedience and had the locks of his hair, kept them where they needed to be, even though he was a a sinner, he was going the wrong way, God was still there showing him every day his power, his glory, his ability to keep him. And when Samson gave up that which God said don't give up, it was then that Samson lost everything. He lost his eyesight. He lost his freedom and everything. His hair grew back and Samson did something that we all need to do. He said God give me the ability again. He was strong but he wasn't God strong. And he prayed to God. I believe he got his heart right with God. And God gave him the power to tear down the pillars, collapse and kill him and all the enemy that had sat there and mocked him to scorn all that time. Can I tell you something, church? Maybe you started out good, messed up, things got rough, fell apart, and now you find yourself someplace you don't want to be? Turn back to God. Turn back to God. God is the greatest help we'll ever have in our lives. When God does it, he does it right, church. He said, even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. That's you and me. God has created us for his glory. We are the people of God. The Bible says today if we'll hear his voice. Harden not your heart as the day of provocation, he says. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf people that hear have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled, who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified, and let them hear and say it is the truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. He, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There's no other way, by church, outside of Christ Jesus. Outside of God the Father. Outside the Holy Ghost. He said in verse 12, I have declared and I have saved and I have shewed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. He alone is God. There is no one other. If you trust in another, you'll not get to heaven. There's a whole lot more left in this chapter, but again, I want to remind you this in verse 25. He said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. God forgives absolutely we just got to put our faith in Him. we just end this morning. Father, today we thank You and we love You. Dear God, we praise You, Lord, for Your many blessings. And ask You, Father, today help us, Lord, to do Your will. Speak to the hearts that are here today, Father, whatever need might be present, whatever purpose You might have. God, let it be accomplished this morning. We ask and we pray. And we give You glory, Father, in Jesus' precious, holy,
1: blessed, beloved, righteous name. And amen, amen. If you have-